Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the BI Sports Podcast. Brought to you by Swing Juice. Visit swingjuice.com. Use promo code BEHIVE20 for 20% off your golf and MLB PA apparel. Tonight's show, a lot to get to. We're going to start in the buzz with some local shout outs. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Wimbledon and some news that came out of there pre uh, their tournament coming up. And then Skeddy and I are going to hate on each other for a while about Debo Samuel. In sports history, we're going to look at the tumultuous past of Mike Tyson. He's been a uh, frequent on sports history for his arrests in the just the in the year we did the five facts. He was coming up all the time, so I'm actually going to uh, list off some of those a little bit more. And the things that sting, we're going to talk more about Mike Tyson and his most recent uh, incident, which is what uh, kind of spurned him being in the uh, sports history segment as well. More Timberwolves protest. A Kingston, Massachusetts family sues a country club and wins is awarded $5 million. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then the rundown, I got about five more stories. Everything from another uh, incident with fans being flipped off to a Zamboni driver getting fired. All sorts of stuff in there, so. And then in my hive, we're going to announce the NFL draft contest, major giveaway, lots of prizes. I was just showing them to Sketty. So we're going to, you know, hold those up for everybody to see. And then as well as uh, discuss the rules. And then we're going to do our own top five mock draft as well as get to the comments that were on the Facebook post. Let's go. Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe and Sketty. Everybody, thanks for joining us on this uh, shitty night in northwestern Pennsylvania. Disclaimer, I already lost power once and it's not even doing anything outside. Apparently in North Warren, there's some sort of, uh, there was an electrical emergency, it said on uh, Pulse Point. I don't know what the hell's happening, but. Uh, we lost power for about 10 minutes. If we lose power and it's for an extended period of time, we are going to be re- rerouting, calling an audible and doing the show Wednesday night. But we're going to try and get as much in as we can in the meantime um, and, and just see how that goes. The opening buzz is brought to you by Bush Light. Bush Light also sponsoring the NFL draft contest that we're going to be hosting. The, it's going to start uh, tonight, actually. Uh, we'll, but after my hive, when we explain the rules and everything, uh, how to enter, you know, how to win all of that, that's when we'll be putting a post up on the Facebook page for everybody to, uh, follow the, the rules that'll be posted and, and get your entry in for the draft. It's going to be only the first round. So it'll be, uh, you know, Thursday night, but we'll get to all the rules and stuff for that. I uh, hope everybody had a beautiful weekend. Sketty, did you go to Bentfest? I did. Actually, Mumford gave me a shirt to wear, and I had to call the audible to the Devo jersey tonight, but I uh, spent a lot of time in his booth. He had some pretty good stuff, and I'll tell you what, the I'm going to butcher what it is, the strawberry like vodka lemonade thing that he had in a can. 
yeah. was super big hit. Everyone I talked to loved it. Um, the girls really, really liked it. He was making me gin and tonics by the end. So little, little hazy if there's any more details that he gave me to share with people. I was a little, well, little too well, keen. Wall started closing in a little bit. Oh yeah, walls were closed in so pretty good were, by the end of the night. So we sold zero golf towels, and you were there the entire asking, time. I I kept asking him if I had to go to work, and he goes, "Yeah, you're gonna have to go to work on Sunday." I said, "Shit!" Here I well, thought we'd be rich by now. How did you not promote and sell any if you were there? I well, I wasn't like hanging out at the booth trying to sell towels. I was just. I was drinking. I was I was there for I was a man I feel on like, mission. And I, I feel like that would be your best like zone to be selling shit though. I know, I know. I should have been if on you top can, of it. If you can sell if you can sell seven dollar chocolate milks at Pepper Mill, then you should be able to sell that a is, golf towel for ten bucks. That is that is very, very true. Uh I did tell him I was gonna just start grabbing some and throwing them out to people and then people be like, Hey, where'd you get that? Yeah, you could do you could have. I mean it. I wouldn't have hated that idea, but uh, yeah. So it was it was a nice weekend, and now what? Uh, tomorrow or Wednesday? It's supposed to be like thirty again. Wednesday they're saying snow. Yeah. So, so eighty the last two days. This is yep north. It's so dumb. It's just ridiculous. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get rolling into the buzz. We have uh, local shout outs. We're going to start with. I got a, actually a pretty decent list. Couple rants. Couple shout outs. Mix of a few things. I'm going to start out with the uh, four junior bowlers from Youngsville were uh, they they qualified for the PA State USBC State Championships. That's Allison Pete, Connor X, Stephen Rex, and last but not certainly not least, uh, Casey Anderson. So Casey Anderson is a the niece of Josh, who is a uh, avid listener of our show. I saw him post that on his Facebook page, and I said, I'll absolutely give a shout-out to Casey. She's already won uh, $105 in scholarship money, which is more money than we made selling golf towels because Sketty's a terrible salesman. (laughs) And uh, so she's in the girls' 110 and under handicap. She finished first place. So basically this state tournament is an opportunity for all these kids to win more scholarship money. So that's awesome that they they can get that. Uh, rolling at an early age. If there's anybody who can tell you how expensive college is, it's the guy who was on the five-year plan. Had a great time, though. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> great time in college. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to all four of them, and, and specifically Casey. Well done, and uh, good luck at the state tournament. Warren Softball. Now, I believe they played tonight, and I don't know the outcome of the game, so I might be delayed in saying this, but as of yesterday – they were unbeaten, and they're like hitting bombs. Hitting bombs, okay. Yeah, like a, they got some some serious power on this team. Apparently, I've been reading about it. Talked to Timmy the other night. At, uh me and him golf together. He told me uh, that yeah, they got some some girls who can hit the long ball. So uh, Alana Stewart, one of them, obviously, and uh, the other one being Hallie Kuzminski who hit a uh, dinger the other night, too. So that was like in like back-to-back games. I think Hallie's was first and then uh, Alana's was second. But, they, yeah, they're just smoking the ball. Of course, they got uh, Mead as their coach. Well, Carissa Stewart now, but uh, she's a fantastic coach. And I've watched – I actually watched her play and in the girls' league years ago, like the all the Valley – remember when they had the Valley girls' slow yep, pitch? Yep, 
she was a beast in that. And so is her sister who lives up in Erie with, and is actually married to a buddy of mine, Rick Krause. So those two girls were phenomenal athletes. And now she's taken over, you know, the helm. Uh, of course, they have Kelsey playing at Penn State Dubois, who she's going to come on the show here once her season's done. Talk a little bit about how that went. And uh, but they're just, you know, that Warren softball's looking like the real deal. Uh, so it'll be fun to watch them as long as they get their games in because, yeah. uh, you know, they get like two practices a, a week. They're able to actually get in before it's snowing again for whatever reason. But um, next up, Rachel Wilson uh, actually held a lead at the PSAC championships going into Sunday. Uh, didn't have her best round, finished tied for second at the PSAC championships. She lost by one stroke. She, she golfs for Cal U. Uh, I didn't see how the Vulcans finished as a team on the team overall, but uh, what an outing for her. I mean, what a, you know, yep. good, great weekend for Rachel. Nothing to be ashamed of tied for a second out of a, a pretty large field. And I actually spoke with her and she told me that she'll be returning next year for, uh, she has another year of eligibility because of the COVID season. Oh, okay. So she's not done. She's got another crack at it. And uh, obviously she's a, really, really good golfer. So um, hopefully next year she can, you know, get over the hump and, and win that tournament. So that'd be a huge victory for her. And, you know, all of Warren would be really proud of her as well. Next up, big Will Nabinski. Kid I play basketball with. I play with Bill, yeah. his dad's a good friend of mine. And uh, Will yeah. plays basketball with us. Will uh, made the roster for the New York PA Corporate Cup Soccer Showcase. Uh, okay. he told me, he told me I should do a podcast from it. And I said, well, I would absolutely do that if people actually liked soccer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, we I mess mean, with each other a lot. We get him and I have a really funny relationship because it's just like n- not nothing but picking on each other. But I told him I would, well, actually I didn't tell him I would give, I think I told him I wouldn't give him a shout out because that's just the way the, like the humor goes. But Obviously, he's going to get one. He's a great yeah. kid, a uh, good athlete, and wish him the best of luck for this showcase. I think he's already made plans to play collegiate soccer. So, uh, you know, that'll we'll see how that goes moving forward for him. Next up, Katie Krogler, my coworker, Michelle. She's one of our administrators, and the police department would absolutely be like, just, I think, my opinion's completely lost without her. She gets all our case folders prepped, keeps us in line. It's like the team mom. Uh, But her daughter, Katie, great girl. She's a freshman and lettered in swimming already as a freshman, which is awesome. And on top of that, she actually received the team sportsmanship award. So uh, Michelle said a lot of tears were shed at the the ceremony they had. I think it was yesterday. Uh, So shout out to Katie. Keep up the good work. She's a uh, like another great kid who has a real bright future with swimming and hopefully she can, you know, turn that into some college money as well. I always root for that because like I said, <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all of them, uh, you know, congrats to everybody who we just named. I just wanted to shout all those people out. So I did say I had one rant and, I'm, and we're going to do that now. I saw this posted today by your daily local, like probably, uh, late afternoon. So Youngsville baseball had a, a game tonight, but they couldn't get it going because they needed one more PIAA ref. So a post was put out, you know, they were reaching out to all these, uh, did I say ref? I meant umpire. 
Did you I say said, rap? I think you said um. I think I? you said um. I feel like I said I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, me neither. But yeah. anyways, they needed an umpire to complete the you know the the team of umps, and uh, they couldn't get one in time. They even offered extra money for the short notice and all this yep. stuff. So uh, I saw the post, and Eddie Duranda, who coaches Youngsville, said that they had to scrap the game, postpone it for a later date. And it just immediately struck me like conversations we've had with Hagberg, uh, you know, on the things that sting, we talked about that uh, the female ump down in Mississippi who got punched in the face by a parent in the parking lot. And like, you just have to assume that a lot of this shortage for the, for that specific area and sport, you know, sports officials in general, not just baseball is because of parents and it, it's just is super frustrating and annoying to me that people are such assholes that you can't like, it's a kid's sport. Right. I yeah. just don't, it, it, I don't know. You have anything to add to that? Yep. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like the kids are going to suffer because of this, but parents being assholes and that's what's going to happen. Who wants to deal with that shit? For especially, I don't know what they get paid, but it can't be enough to deal with that bullshit. Yeah, and that's what I think. And I think Brian has mentioned things before to us on the show. And maybe that's something we should like uh, look into a future My Hive segment about is trying to round up like three or four uh, officials yeah. for PIAA and that, even Little League. Um, I'm not going to count like Betts Park, Slow Pitch, that kind of thing because, eh, you know. But – uh so Brian, actually Hagberg's in the comments. He says they're able to get the game in tomorrow night at 5 p.m. at Iroquois. So that's good. At least they, you know, got somebody in line, but it's still just insane that that even happens. Like, I don't recall that ever being an issue. But uh, if you listen, like it was, I think it was today on the radio, I heard an ad for like, hey, we need, we have plenty of athletes. We need more officials. But it's like these people don't want to put themselves out there. Because then they just get bitched at by parents from the stands for, you know, whatever, a bad call or in a Little League game. And it's just, that to me is just mind-boggling. Like, you're ruining your kid's love for the game. And, that, like, I think that's something, you know, we could go out a whole other route about. Uh, in the one sports psychology class that I had taken, that was one of the things that we focused on was what stops athletes from loving their sport at a young age. And like the primary driving force is parents. Uh, yep. You do embar- embarrassing shit like that, people are gonna people are gonna find find a way to to quit, quit loving what they're doing. So, but I think that's an idea for a future segment. You you like, like that? It. Yeah. Get, get some umps like in and just have them tell some stories about how you know things that they've experienced and and uh, just so we can get a better idea of how exactly how insane it actually is. Moving on, uh, quick professional shout-out. Miguel Cabrera, 3,000, uh, becomes the 33rd player for with 3,000 hits. Uh, seventh all-time to have 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. So that's yeah, quite the accomplishment. I mean, he's joining, uh, yeah. he's joining uh, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Rafael Palmero, Albert Pujols, A-Rod, and Eddie Murray. Uh, if you saw the Yankee hate that was going around online. Uh, he had a chance at 3000 in the eighth inning of a game. He was stuck on, you know, 
2,999, and they intentionally walked him. Of course, it was for the benefit of trying to win. Like, I don't blame them for that, really. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were like, you know. But the cool thing was the night before, when he had a chance, or uh, no, he didn't. He didn't have a chance at it. He got to he got to twenty nine ninety nine, and they uh, said to him, um, you know, what are your thoughts? Like post game, they're like, how awesome is it that you're on the cusp of uh, three thousand? And he's like, I don't give a fuck. We lost the game. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And, and that, that's the kind of guy he is, though, and that's what like I love about Miggy. And another thing, too, if you haven't ever done this, just like YouTube, uh, Miguel Cabrera, like funny moments on the field. He's hilarious. Like he's got a lot of character to him, interacts with fans. and Yeah, I think you were on this last year. You're always talking about it. Don't think I've done it yet, but. Oh, Miggy's Miggy's Uh, videos? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're funny. They're hilarious. So, yeah, if you ever get a chance, check them out. Uh, Wimbledon. So Wimbledon makes an announcement that they are banning uh, players from Russia and Belarus. This has had several mixed reviews from fans and uh, a lot of prominent tennis names, uh, one being Billie Jean King. Uh, So basically, they started out with two trains of thought. They had two ideas. one was they can play, but they have to publicly denounce Putin. And the other one was an outright ban. Just we're not even going to do anything with it. And that's what they chose. Uh, Billie Jean King is not happy about this because she said when the, you know, the tennis associations were formed specifically for women, uh, she was saying that the idea behind it was that no matter where you're from or what your background is, if you can play at a high level, you'll have a place to compete. And uh, yep. so what are your thoughts on uh, this move here? I, I personally, I, I kind of got to agree with old Billy Jean. Um, it, it just doesn't sit right with me. It's not like, it's not like these players are out there, you know, on the front line shooting people. Like what do you want to do to do <laughs> denounce Putin? That puts, I'm assuming they have families in Russia. It's going to put your family in danger. I mean, the guy's kind of a psycho, I get what they're trying to do, but like Putin's not going to stop the war because you ban these players. Like, you know, I, I let them play. Let them. They they need a distraction over there. There's nothing they can do. They they are they are powerless in the situation. And that's how I. That's exactly how. That's how I feel too. I mean, I, I couldn't name you one Russian tennis player. I don't think. No. No. Either way, uh, you know what? Like you said, what? What power do they have? And clearly it's not going to, this is not going to do anything to, it's not a preventive measure. Exactly. Yeah. It's not uh, anything that's going to help the situation. So what, what's the point? Like if they can play and, and go into what you said with the denouncing thing, it, it would absolutely put them and their families in danger. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, like they're all insane over there. So it's just, to me, it's like, yeah. what? Yeah. I, I am not on board with that move. I'm glad that there's actually some, you know, bigger name tennis players who are speaking out against it too. Uh, for just the fact of the matter that, you know, that's their tennis family. It doesn't matter what country you're from. They're all in the same, you know, click kind of deal. And it is what it is, but so yeah. yeah, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Uh, but the good stuff right here. 
Debo's future. So to lay a, a foundation for everybody, Sketty and I have been in a texting battle about this since what day? I don't know what day your hot, terrible garbage take started. Dude. But I don't recall what day it so, was. But it all right, was so here, here's what it was. Still, still the worst take of all time. You still think it is, but I, I, cor- I corrected what I meant by time. it. No, I don't. You, you, you no. Yeah, Let you, me you tell everybody. Think, what you won't. I, you won't bet the fifty dollars. We we got a bet on the table, and you're afraid to take it because you know, and I know, Debo ain't going anywhere. You you hope Debo's not going anywhere. That's all you're hanging on oh, to. You're you're fanboying this, and I'm looking at it from there, no. There there's no hope about it because if Debo does go someplace, it's going to be because going to be because somebody gave up an absolute quarterback amount worth of picks. To the 49ers. So if right, and if leave, somebody and if somebody offers them, that, why wouldn't you take it? They're not, they're not going to do it. No chance. No one is going to do. It's not going to happen. But anyway, get, go on. We'll get into so we'll get into it. laying we're the foundation here. Laying the foundation. Debo uh, scrubs his social media, which is becoming a common thing. That's not a that doesn't tell any story anymore. I don't think that was like a a thing a few years ago that people would do when they were serious about wanting away. Now it's more like a message sender, which I think it's hilarious that people put any yep. stock into that at all. Uh, but then Debo and his agent are in negotiations with the Niners and the news breaks that Debo is stopping negotiations. Doesn't want to negotiate anymore. That to me is a bad sign. That's that's not a sign of somebody who wants to figure some it's stuff out. Crazy. You think nothing, it means but, okay? Okay, this you. Means, so means then nothing. the news then the news breaks that Debo wants a trade, and following that, what happened was it yesterday or the day before where he's on. There's a they're at a club somewhere. I don't know where, but a guy's carrying around a sign that says Debo stays in San Fran, and the camera pans over to Debo and he gives the the. What, that's like banned in the NFL, isn't it? On the field? Oh no, this. Yeah, is. but but so so apparently you don't pay um, as much attention to the news as I do. But the owner of the club came out and said, "No, no, no, no. I was sitting with Debo all night. Debo was doing that to the waitress. They just caught him on camera doing it. Oh they were trying God! To bring another tray of drinks, dude. You would believe so that's that's what, the owner is, of the club saying it. What? What? Who the is that? Is his name? Is his name Abraham Lincoln? Did you read that online too? I think. I think, I think his name's Martinelli. Martinelli is the name of the guy. His club. You're. I. I have never seen anybody in such a denial that a guy doesn't want to play somewhere. I, I'm telling you right now. I. I told you fifty dollar bet, and you wouldn't take it because you said if he's not playing week one, it doesn't matter. You don't think he's gonna ever be a niner again? I offered B. I don't think. I don't bet. think he. I never said, said he's not going to be a Niner again. He's going to be a 49er. He's going to be a 49er this year. He will be on the field this year. The media is just horrible. Everybody's bored right now, so they are latching on to this. And They're not bored. They got the draft. And you got idiots out there, 49ers fans, bashing on this dude saying, oh, he's only had one great year. Oh, he's hurt. You're all going to look like dumbasses when Debo's on the field this year. I got receipts on everybody. I'm slandering the fuck out of everybody once the deal is signed. <laughs> Everybody's on many, the list. How many Niners Every, fans do you know? Oh, I just been on the message boards. Just, just wait, oh, okay. save it. So, Comment and so I can come back and say, "Oh no, delete all your Debo shit," because you guys said he was gone. 
Screw him. He's not a team player. We don't need him. Yeah, we do need him. That's a fact. But as I told you, why would Debo want out? And you, no one's been able to give me an answer. Debo keeps tweeting and or, uh, Instagram posting cryptic shit, and then he takes it down like immediately after. Like I swear, and I've told you this has been my theory the whole time, his agent's up to some funny business to try and get him more money. Nah. That, that's all this is. That's all this is, is he wants more money. Dude, why would he want to leave? Be, there's no, this would be, there's this no, would be the dumbest move by an agent ever. Halt I, negotiations. He can hold I'm out for more is. money. He can hold out for more money without having to do all this extra stuff. I don't think, I'm I think you, they want the message no. to be clear that they're serious. They don't want, they think that the 49ers, and again, you can be down the rabbit hole on this for, for You're days. super far down, down the rabbit hole on this. It, well, there's first off, there's not, there's not, there's maybe, maybe three more successful organizations since Debo Samuel has come into the league than the 49ers. So he's not going to go to a better situation. The, they I rarely do. The Rams have when do, when, when do the they Rams. ever? Okay, so now you're going to say it's about money, but the reports keep coming out that the Niners are willing to pay him whatever he wants. So it's not about the money. Well, okay, who, who, okay well, so you, like his, you believe you believe those reports, but you don't believe the ones where he says he doesn't want to be there anymore. Well, no, right, I'm saying so we're, yeah, we're, we're cherry-picking. We're cherry-picking. No, there's contradictory reports the whole way around this. People say it's the money. Well, Debo hasn't said anything. Debo has not even come out and said, I want to trade. You can say, oh, that reporter says, well, he told me. Well, where the fuck's Debo at saying, yep, we want to trade? Now, Lynch has said, He doesn't okay, need yep. to. When when does a guy ever break his own news? That never hardly ever happens. They I'm tell somebody. Telling you, it ain't going to happen. And John Lynch came out today and said, I don't envision any scenario where we, we move on from Debo Samuel. So unless somebody cut, and th- this is the one way that Debo Samuel gets traded from the 49ers is if somebody comes up and offers something absolutely ridiculously fucking stupid for him. Like if the jets come out and say, Hey, we're going to give you a pick number 10 this year, our first rounder next year in like two seconds, then maybe the 49ers would move off of them. But that's not even going to happen because they haven't, uh, the 49ers have not given them permission to seek a trade. So what team is going to give that much up? without knowing that this guy is going to sign. His agent can't be talking to these teams. That's tampering. Can't do it. Be okay, but you, 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 you said yourself that he's up to some shady stuff, so how do you know he's not talking to those teams? Because it's against, be cause against rules? Can, right. Well, the problem is that the Jets are doing – no, the Jets are doing something or whoever's doing something. They get busted for that. They'll lose well, if he's reaching out, then if he's reaching fun, out – Have fun trading all your draft picks. I'm just telling you, it ain't going to happen. It's John, and, John and Lynch – John Lynch's statement today sounds awfully similar to one I heard uh, the Steelers make about one named Le'Veon Bell, who just so happens to be chiming in on this as well, saying, I did see yep, I feel you. And okay, so talk about cryptic tweets. Did you see the one with Jamal Adams that Debo put up? I didn't see that one. No. Or, or maybe Debo didn't put it. I can't remember who. I think Debo put it up and then removed it, is what it said. I'd have to, I'll look it up on the break, but I'm pretty confident. Debo puts up a text conversation between him and Jamal Adams, and Jamal's saying, I feel you, fuck those fans. So you may have got your answer right there as to why he wants out of there. Maybe the death threats yeah, and, and, and the rant you went on last week about how ridiculous it was, maybe that's what's pushing him. I, I still, still don't even buy that's the case because every fan base is like that. There is not a single fucking fan base anywhere 
where you're not going to have idiots. But not every person, but not every person, not every person handles that the same. Maybe that's never happened to Debo Samuel before. Maybe he's been loved all through high school. And where'd he go? Clemson? No, uh, South Carolina. South Carolina. Carolina. Wherever he went. Yeah. Yeah. That's never been the case for him. He's always been revered everywhere he's went. So, oh, so let's say that's the case. Niners are just going to say, okay, you're being emotional right now. We'll kick it down the road a little bit. He's going to be a 49er this year. They are going to pay the man. He is going to be a 49er. I, I bet, bet, you laugh, bet. Let's bet. I, I love to put the money on, rub a little more salt in the wound because it, he's not going. The Niners have no reason to trade him at all. He's a $4 million cap hit this year. He's a restricted free agent next year if he sits out. There's no reason that someone would have to make a stupid offer. It would be more than what the Dolphins gave up for Tyreek Hill, which apparently or, the Jets. It sounds to me. So you want you want to talk about smoke up. screens? You want to talk about smoke screens? John Lynch threw out the perfect smoke screen today. Oh, he's not. He he's untradeable. He's too good. Can't imagine yeah, the scenario. Because what does that do? It, Oh well, now we have to come up with an, a scenario John Lynch will imagine. Here's our they offer. already, yeah, but that, that nah, see, because they already knew that the Jets said last week, but whoever leaked it from the Jets building, they called and did their due diligence, and they said, yeah, the Niners are not giving them up for anything less than the Kings ransom. It, they, so like, they knew it last week. They another they another report, another so report that you choose to believe, despite all the ones that you choose not to believe. I, I fully believe he told the team, hey, I don't want to be here, but it's a negotiating con- uh, tactic. It's not – you got to know what level of truth That's is quite the tactic. Because the there, there's, also, there's also a world where when you tell an employer you don't want to be there anymore, they say, oh, all right. Well, then, yeah, you, you, that's not going to help. This that's not going to give us more money. Ty- this isn't Tyreek Hill who said, hey, this this is the number I want, and the, the Chiefs say it. Yeah, go ahead and find a trade because we're not giving you that number. That scenario hasn't happened. The Niners have not given his agent permission to seek a what's trade. The, so what's there is the offer then? What, what do you mean? Because the, the Niners, because the Niners haven't said what they've. You're you're hearing all speculation, no, just like everything this, else. This the the speculate, and I've heard too. I've heard different speculations on that as well. Uh, Darren brings up a point there. He doesn't want to play, which again could be the agent in his ear, and I don't blame him for this. Look, you can't line the guy up in the backfield. Expect him to to play the length of a wide receiver's normal career. Like that's that's hard on the body. Uh, no doubt. I, as somebody who's followed this guy, followed him on social media since he's become a 49er, like there were no indications of anything of him being unhappy. My guess, and this is from again, I'm way down, way, way, way down the the rabbit hole on this, but from what I understand, the 49ers initial offer was going to be like 19 million base salary. So I'm getting, again, there's no terms on this. There's nothing that's actually released. So the thing to me that makes sense is, okay, he says 19 million base salary. So that's going to be his guaranteed money. He wants $25 million a year, plays running back, knows that that, you know, plays the wide back, I guess he calls it. Doesn't want to do that because he knows he's going to get hurt. He's going to lose money. My, my guess is the arguments over what the guaranteed money is, He's trying to say, oh, I'm insulted by this offer. You never know how a guy is going to react in these situations. Maybe just, Debo is. Just like you never know how a guy's going to react when he's getting th- he's, his life threatened. So we're on air. Let's bet right now. 50 bucks. 
Loser donates to to charity of the winner's choice. Let's bet on it. He will be a 49er again. He'll be a 49er again. So this season. He will not play for another team. He will be a 49er. He might sit part of this season, but I think by the end of the year he's he's on the team. But he is not going to play for another team. He will he will take snaps as a 49er before he takes snaps for any other team. All right, I'll bet you fifty bucks. Okay, okay, and I I go in full well with the with the understanding that somebody could make a preposterous offer for the guy, and you know the trade does get done, but it would have to be. I think be dumb if the Niners didn't. I think that well, they'd have to get the right deal. There's still no what a waste! What a waste for him to sit on the bench all season and not and not play. And well, you could and you could have got something for him. Well, you, you can still get something for him. He can't go anywhere next year. They're, they have no. There's he's no restricted free right. agent. Yeah. Right. So, so that means Niners any. So no, it means any, anybody can make an offer. The Niners have to match it. Yeah, and they could do that and say, okay, yeah, that, then you can't go anywhere. I understand so that, making- but that's not to say they're going to. If some team does offer him a giant bag, then they might not match that. I don't. They, I think they would. I think they would match it and then trade him. That that would be what happens. That's that's what's gonna. Happen. But then you. But then you might make them untradeable because they have to pick up that contract uh, that you just matched. Which well, is be, there's obviously going to be one team. It's awful brave for somebody to go out and say, "Hey, we're going to give you thirty million dollars for Debo Samuel." I love Debo Samuel. Uh, we know. Here's another report. <laughs> Here's another report. Well, no, I mean, the guy's best weapon in the game. But if you're talking like, if this is true, he doesn't want to play that role of running back wide receiver. I think I texted this to you. I don't know that he's a top 15 receiver if he's just playing receiver. If he doesn't do the whatever yeah, you want to call it. Just stuff End arounds and line yeah, up right. the backfield. Yeah, the yeah sure. he, you take that part. And, you know, I say that knowing full well that, when Ayuk couldn't get on the field and Kittle was injured at the beginning of the year, Debo was second in the league in yards. Oh, you know, only behind Cooper Cup at like whatever it was. Uh, yeah, that point, was I think that was Maybe. the other part of that text conversation with Jamal Adams. He said, "I carried that team to the playoffs." I mean, he did. He absolutely did. There, there is no reason for them to like. Nobody's debating what he did. I don't think the Niners are debating. You know, everything Lynch said today, everything Lynch said before all of this was, "We got to get this guy signed." My guess is there's a beef on the on the uh, guaranteed money. They did this with Kittle. They did this with Warner, where they lowballed him at first, and things weren't good, and everyone was fucking panicking. And then they came back and made both the guys highest paid uh, highest paid players at their positions. I don't think you're going to see Debo at the highest paid player, but they're going to work something out. Whether it's take the running back hits away or say, hey, we want to keep you at wide back, but fuck it, we'll give you twenty five million fully guaranteed. They're going to get something done. He's too valuable to not get something done. You can't go replace this guy in the draft. It's it's not something. I agree with that. You know they're going to get something done. They would. I I really think at the very least it would take. Like I said, the Jets would have to offer him ten this year, and then their first round pick next year. And I don't even know if that would be enough. So many many teams. What two teams who have two first round picks this year? The Giants and the the Giants, uh, but Eagles. Uh, Jets have two. Jets are four and ten. Okay, but you know that's like everyone keeps saying like the Packers. Like, I'm sorry if I'm the 49ers. Like two first round picks is nice, but two first round picks at the end of the first round 
isn't yeah. enough for Debo Samuel. Like I, I would need, like he would have to be straight up saying, I'm not coming to anything. Fuck you guys. You know, like they, they, they would have to think in their heads that all hope is dead, which they obviously don't. Otherwise they'd be saying, okay, go out and find a team that you like. Cause I don't, like I don't think the Niners. Go ahead. I don't, I don't think the Niners are the kind of organization. Everything Debo's done for that team, they wouldn't just send them to some bum squad. They would give it. They would be out there saying, "Okay, go get permission, pick where you want to go. You know, we'll help you get to where you want to be, and we'll do that." I don't think that this would be a situation where it's like, "Fuck that guy." You know, you're you're gonna go be a Texan. Sorry, they made the best offer. <laughs> like that's, that's what you get. You know, like you know, uh, I don't you're, know you wouldn't though. You if, if the guy doesn't want to be there, this isn't about a friendship at this point. It's a business, and, and those players. Do the players do that? Are the players like, oh, yeah, you know, give me a huge discount. I'll stay here just because you guys have been so good to me. Players don't fucking do that. So why would the Niners ain't going to fucking do that? The Niners are going to be like, yeah, okay, you want out of here? We're going to take – yeah, yeah, guess what? Texans offered you us quite, three, you, three first-rounders. You, you quite I, literally you quite literally just watched it with Tyree Hill and Devontae Adams. So another poop take by you. Who? who? who they, he went to the Dolphins? And you think that that's Tyreek like Hill, yes, yes, that was yeah. he chose. He had the Jets and the Dolphins on the table. Yes, they because said, of money. You decide which one you want to go to. You no, decide. see, there's a poop tick right there because so Devontae is the one who got to go where he wanted to go. He wanted to be in LA or Vegas. He wanted to be with Derek Carr. Wanted said, to be there. Tyreek Hill wanted money. Yeah, okay, here's another one. So we believe reports, right? We're, we're, we're believing everything. Deshaun Watson literally had his team tell the Cleveland Browns. Nope, you guys are out of the race. And then all of a sudden it was the like... The Browns were the ones who said they were out, weren't they? No, no. Deshaun Watson's team told the Browns, hey, you guys are out. You're done. Move on. That's when they started fucking trying to repair things with Baker. And then Deshaun Watson thought about it and said, shit, do I really want to go play in Atlanta or Carolina? Come on down to Cleveland. $46 million a year guaranteed. Fuck it. I'm there. Yeah, money I'm talks. telling you, nothing uh, is going to so, happen. So that, that, that doesn't... That doesn't solidify anything that you said. All it does is nothing, solidify that nothing money talks. Is, nothing's going to happen here. Nothing's I just love that happen. you think Tyreek Hill was like Sorry. drooling to go play with Tua. Are you fucking kidding me yeah. right now? He, he, well, he could have went and played with Zach Wilson. Money. Money. The Jets That's are it. willing to pay him too. The Jets but were willing to pay him between Tua and Zach pick. Wilson. He literally, do you not remember how the reports came out? They literally said, pick which team you want to go to. Pick which team. You have the Jets and the Dolphins. Right. Both their if you had to pick between those two, go. obvious answer, but you're acting like he like was just chomping at the bit. If those are your two choices, if those are your two choices, that's where you're going to go. He did. So he wanted money. And they said, all right, we'll work out. Find a trade partner. Okay. These are the two guys that you work to trade out that are willing to pay you. It's not like the fucking Bucks or the Rams called him up and said, hey, we're going to give you $30 million a year. And he's like, well, I'll go to the Dolphins. Right. So they didn't put him in it. They didn't put him in some great situation. Like you're thinking the Niners are going to do for Debo? Team let him choose though. That was your point. Because they had matching offers. They had matching offers. No, the Jets offered more than the Dolphins did. The Jets had okay. You you prove prove that one to me, and I'll believe it. But either way, I would take a little bit bit less money and go play for Miami, where you might have a chance to win. And even if you don't, you have a fucking beach right down the street. 
You're not playing in New Jersey where it's eight degrees in fucking November, January. That is hot take, Sketty. Hot hot take right yeah, there. I, I can't I can't wait till he signs his Niners contract. Thank you. Chad, be the best show ever. Chad chimes in the Jets and or the Dolphins. No one wants to be a Jet. There wasn't much of a choice to be made. Fucking accurate. They're like the the bottom of the barrel. They fight the Browns for who has the fucking dumbest organization. Who makes the stupidest decisions? The Jets have been bad for how long? Well, the Dolphins haven't been good either, but he obviously decided Dolphins, $2 million a year. was. Dolphins are play, going above 500 most a uh, couple of the last few years Dude, with they, Flores. They, they scrapped. They they scraped to get to right around five hundred. It's better than being a jet and not make the playoffs. That's I'd rather just be terrible. Oh, see, Chad. Rather just watch it. Another another good point by Chad. No income tax in Florida. Yep. Doesn't matter. The crowd seems to think that fucking Debo's a goner, Sketty. Maybe you have to get some more people in on this bet. Hold on, let me get. Let me get some screenshots up here so I know who to talk <laughs> shit to. Let me do that. Bang. Now I got a list of you guys. Welcome to the archive, boys. Welcome <laughs> to the archive. <laughs> All right. We're uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about Mike Tyson uh, just being a criminal his entire life. Opening segment, The Buzz, brought to you by Bushlight. Stick around in uh, my hive. They're sponsoring the draft contest that we're going to be doing. Uh, lots of cool gear. I actually have it all sitting right here, but I'm going to make you guys wait for my hive to see what we got. We'll be right back in a minute. Whenever you crack open a bush light, the mountain starts singing. It's cold and it's smooth and it's waiting for you. What is going on? Hit it, giant Kenny G. So smooth. It's full of mountains of bush light here. Hi, this is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, yourdailylocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part, all of our content is available for free. Head to yourdailylocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Let's take a look back at this week in sports history. This week in sports history brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. Mike Tyson. So we're not going to uh, get into the plane incident airplane in segment. That's, uh, yeah the airplane ass whooping i like that that's a good name for it but uh because of that obviously it made me think about all the times we've mentioned him in sports history because of all the fucking trouble he's been in uh one report 
I read said that he said he by the age of twelve have had like more than forty encounters with police. Yeah, so he was mixed up in some yeah, like bad real shit. bad yeah. stuff. So in nineteen seventy eight. 1978, he's arrested for purse snatching as a 12-year-old in Brooklyn, and that's when he's sent to the Tryon School for Boys, which is where the uh, the boxing starts setting in. So he has some, you know, school instructors there or whatever, and they're trying to channel his energy. Clearly, it worked. I mean, he's a fucking bad dude, but. The, the series of fights, and I'm just going to list, I'm going to scroll through this. There's a ton of them, uh, but I'm just going to highlight some of them, uh, some of which we've talked about in sports history before. But in, uh, so June 1987, uh, he's accused of striking a male parking lot attendant after he attempted to kiss a female employee at the business he was at. Charged with misdemeanor assault, settles out of court. 1988, real bad year for Iron Mike. Uh He's involved in a fender bender uh, where he damaged a Bentley. Let's see here. He. Oh, he gives his. So he gets in a fender bender. The police show up. This is in New York City. So NYPD 1988. He gives gives his damaged Bentley to the two policemen who show up. <laughs> a way to try and get out of it and the idiots fucking took it so they end up obviously getting fired uh because you can't do that bad bad move but good effort on tyson's part uh (laughs) fast forward a couple months to august he breaks a bone in his right hand during an early morning harlem street ball brawl with a pro boxer mitch green uh, which nine years later he's ordered to pay him forty five thousand in restitution for so he breaks a bone in his hand God only knows what the hell happened to uh, Mitch Green, but he ended up uh, paying paying some money out there. Uh, September 1988, he drives his BMW into a tree, and he's knocked unconscious in what the New York Daily News later reports as a suicide attempt. Uh, still in 1988, we're in October. Police are summoned to Tyson's house in New Jersey, after he hurls furniture out the window, that's one we've talked about in the past. Uh, wife Robin Givens flees with her mother, fire, files for divorce five days later. They were married like three months. And according to yeah. uh, Givens, she said it was like the worst three months you know, of her life. Uh, 1988, December, he is sued. Uh, okay, he's sued twice in two days for uh, grabbing and propositioning two different females at a New York nightclub. 1989, he punches another parking attendant. Has a real real issue with parking attendants. <laughs> if I ever saw, if I have a parking attendant and I saw Tyson pulling, I'd be like, fuck no, man. You park your own <laughs> Just car. Just let him do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You park your own, use the parking garage. This is not, not happening. Uh, 1989 also ticketed for the drag racing incident, which we talked about. And then, uh, a week and a half later gets pulled over doing the same thing, racing somebody ticketed again. Uh, let's see Tyson 1991 Tyson has served with 12 million, uh, in alimony and paternity 
suits by Natalie Fears of Los Angeles, but the court ordered a blood test proved Tyson wasn't the father. So that's a good good day for him <laughs> yeah, in, the, in the midst in the midst of all the other shit he's dealing with. March 1992 convicted on one count of one count of rape and two counts of sexual uh, deviant sexual conduct against uh, Desiree Washington, who was Miss Black America yep. in 1991. He's sentenced to 10 years in prison. Uh, 92 found guilty of DC and threatening a prison guard. Added 15 days to his sentence. Go 96, accused of sexual battery by a beautician from Gary, Indiana, at a Chicago Chicago nightclub, Uh, but the uh, complaint was unfounded, so that was another good day for him. 1997, breaks a rib and punctures a lung when his motorcycle skids off a Connecticut highway. Uh, 98, another lawsuit for physical abuse of a woman at a Washington bistro. Jesus. Starbucks? Uh, I don't know. 1998 pleads no contest to misdemeanor assault for kicking Richard Hardick and punching, uh, I can't even pronounce this guy's name, Abmelek Swacido, following an auto accident. So it's a road rage incident. Beats up some people. Uh, Violated his probation in 99 for the... uh, 92 rape conviction, serves 60 days in jail. Another rape (coughs) accusation in 2001. Another rape allegation in 2002. Just doesn't seem like a real good, doesn't seem like a good guy, you know? Yeah. However, with that said, still wouldn't talk shit to him on a plane, but we're going to talk about that (laughs) in in the things that sting. But I just wanted to go over some of these... uh, the last one on this list is uh, 2007 faces a four-count indictment on drug-related charges stemming from a December incident in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, and it doesn't th- – this article was actually kind of old. I'm sure some stuff happened between 2007 and now. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to run through some of those because they've been highlighted on here before. And since, in, you know, after Skeddy on, we're going to talk about the punch on the plane a little bit. And uh, – hear your thoughts on it and other people's thoughts on it. And so we're going to move on. Skeddy on uh, this week in sports history brought to you by your daily local visit your daily for the news you need when you need it. Going to take a quick break. Be right back. Hey there, everyone. This is Phil with JP photography. I know, I know a photography ad on a sports show. I get it. You're here for sports talk and listening to Joe and Skeddy's insane rambling. Wait, what? But bear with me for a few. I just want to tell you that JP Photography not only offers wedding photography, but also does events, engagements, headshots, family photos, and even some product photography. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for JP Photography or go directly to our website at johnphilphotography.com. That's J-O-N-P-H-I-L photography.com. Hey everyone, it's Sketty, and I want to give a shout out to Rocket Detailing in North Warren. They make it super convenient and easy to have your car detailed. It's a high-quality detail at an affordable price. They came and picked up my truck, got all the winter shit off, and dropped it back off looking brand new. You spend so much time driving to work and running errands, why not make your commute a more pleasant one? Contact Rocket Detailing, 814-313-4462, to set up an appointment. Or give their Facebook page a follow if you want to see some shiny cars. Mention Beehive for 10% off your detail. 
He's absolute trash. Skeddy on. Let's have a listen to what Skeddy is on this week. Zero percent chance that works. <laughs> this week, Skeddy on brought to you by Rocket Detailing. 814-313-4462. Follow them on Facebook and don't forget to mention us, the Beehive, for 10% off your next detail. What are we on this week? We're on Ben Simmons. I'm kind of like out of energy after the Debo thing, but we'll, we'll give her a whirl. We'll give her, we'll give her a whirl. Uh, so we don't, we don't cover the NBA much on this show. Um, no. But Ben Simmons hasn't played a game the whole season. Sat out with the Sixers because he had mental health issues, which we should take seriously. But he sat all year, gets traded to the Nets, says my mental health issues are gone. I'm going to try and play. Allegedly hurts his back while he's ramping up for the uh, comeback. Sits the whole rest of the season. Now, he was supposed to play tonight in game four. They're down 3-0. And he woke up this morning and his back was sore, so he can't play. Uh, now, normally you would say, okay, guy who's going through some mental health stuff. He's got a little back issue. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is the guy has filed a grievance and he wants like $20 million of the money he's owed this year despite not playing a single fucking game. To me, that's just, A, a bitch move on his part, because what do you want paid for? You couldn't play. You couldn't. You didn't attempt to play. You said you were going through some stuff. Your back's a little sore. It's just a crock of shit, and he's going to be the reason the NBA players are going to lose all their guaranteed contracts. The, when they, the next CBA comes up, they're going to say, whoa, 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 we're not going to deal with this shit. Why would we pay you to sit the bench? And this has been a common thing that's been in the league for, I don't know, the last five, ten years now. You got LeBron taking his personal days, all sorts of players. Probably the Spurs started it with their old guys, sitting guys on the road. It's just a bad look for the league. It's a bad look for, I think, athletes across all sports. Because when you give someone a fully guaranteed deal, they can do shit like this. Especially in this day and age where we have to take mental health a little bit seriouser. Or more serious. Serious is not a word, I don't think. Who knows? I don't give a shit. Either way, you got to take it a little more seriously. It's a it's a great excuse to fall back on. He, he looked it up. He said, I don't like anybody in the Sixers organization dealing with this. I want my own guys. So he kind of distanced himself. I think it was just a play to get out of Philly. Uh, but just, just bitch move to not play game four. You're down 3-0. They, they went and traded everything to get you. You can't do anything. Just... Garbage look. Garbage look by garbage athlete. Guy can't shoot, so screw him. Get out of the league. Send him packing, Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, so, real quick, Darren is confirming yeah. that seriouser is not a word. And I, this, this is why we have a stat guy. Well, I, I didn't need a stat guy for that one, but I do appreciate him chiming in and somebody else making fun I, of you instead of me. I uh, knew it wasn't a word but <laughs> I was rambling. That's what happened. Yeah. No, yeah, you you're right. And and you, Hey, you threw the disclaimer out there. You're a little you're a little tired after the Debo thing. Juiced. I'm a little juiced after that the took Debo a lot of stuff. a lot of stamina came out out the gate with on the Debo talk. So. I need we should have done we should have done things that sting first this week. Gave me a little little more break. Calm down time. <laughs> yeah, putting Debo up front was a bad idea. 
We're fighting we're through it. Take, I just, we're maybe I, take I, coffee I got, breaks. I got a sore back. I don't know if I can do the rest of the show. So, uh, yeah, right. Well, I'm gonna have to take <laughs> away your guaranteed uh, what free golf polo. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, with you on Ben Simmons though. I was watching. I was kind of glancing at some of that stuff last night because uh, all those memes were coming out of him sitting on the bench looking like a bag of oh, Skittles. Did you see the one where it said that Ben Simmons looks like what Predator sees when he's hunting Schwarzenegger <laughs> in the wood? It's everybody else is black and he's That's a good one. That is <laughs> a good one. But yeah, uh, it, and I don't know why, and maybe this is something we can dive into another time too, but the NBA and its correlation with mental health issues seems to be a lot uh, – like a lot more prevalent. Like you don't hear of it, it, sports with much bigger rosters like the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if, you know, for the NFL, for example, if that's the, you know, the tough guy mentality that they're too afraid to come out and say well, some stuff about what's going on inside their head, you know, but. It, it's possible. I think, you know, another thing with the NBA is smaller roster more players are recognizable. You know, you're out there, you're not, man, there's no hat, there's no nothing on you know, People are seeing your face all the time. So, you know, I can get that there's a lot of pressure on these guys. And, and I just think, I just think that Ben Simmons doesn't want to play basketball and that's fine. I have no problem with that, but don't go and petition the team for your money. Don't go file a grievance with the NBA and say, Hey, I still want my $20 million. That's the bad look to me. To go and sit there and say, give me my money. And then you can't even play in a playoff game, like an elimination game. He should have played Saturday night and just, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not ready. I, I think he's just, I just think he doesn't want to play basketball. That's all there is to it. He just, he doesn't give a shit about the game. Well, and, and he took a, a pretty solid online lumping after the, his last Sixers playoff game. Uh, yep. So, yeah. Uh, so, real quick in the comments, Logan. Chiming in says Sketty has the best and most factual rants. Gotta love it. Wow, Logan. <laughs> well, that's good because now in the, when the next segment rolls around after the break, Sketty's head's gonna be too big for his camera to pick up. <laughs> we'll set it back a little bit. It'll be fine. Thank you, Logan, for commenting. Uh, Darren Calvin Ridley was the only one to really come forward with issues in the NFL, and that's true. I mean, I, I don't it, – it doesn't happen as often. And I could name, you know, three, four NBA players in the last year <clears throat> where it has yep. happened. So it just seems yep. odd to me. And I don't know what the, like – if there's a – if I, somebody's – I just wonder if somebody's, like, deep dove into this and tried to find the root of the problem. What's going on in the NBA that's causing this? Uh, more so in other sports. If it's not more so in other sports, is it just the personality differences between an NFL star and an NBA star where – you know, NFL, they do have the tough guy persona that they have to put up. Uh, and is that why? Yeah. And Darren, again, MLB yeah. and NHL, you never hear about it. You don't. Uh, yep. So yep. the only one I can think of in uh, MLB is that dude from the Pirates last year. Remember that, like, extreme goth on the field where he cost him the game by, like, just oh, not touching yeah, first yeah. base? And he was, like, gone yeah, a couple it, days it, later and playing in Korea. And that yeah. was what he cited was the harassment and everything that he took, uh, you know, was uh, yep. a, a driving force as to why he was he was there. You know, it it could be one of these deals, too, where these guys are just like maybe there's just more of like 
whatever you want to say, Twitter users. Like, I don't know how how many NFL guys are on social media. You know, you think with the younger generation, everyone would be doing it, but just about like, maybe these just guys just consume stuff more and like yeah. don't like. You know, yeah. if you're in the NBA, you you were like. You know, it, it's hard to make the NBA. Not a lot of guys make it. You know, you think about, right. you know, football's tough too, but, you know, these guys yeah. are all the shit for their whole yeah. lives. So if you go yeah. to the NBA and you're, you know, but Ben Simmons has a history of this too. He quit on LSU, didn't want to go play the NIT, which, you know, they thought at the time, hey, that's because he wanted to be number one overall pick and didn't want to get right. hurt. Okay, whatever. But, like, he's just, I don't know, I just – Man, I don't know. He's kind of a douche. Don't like it. Yeah, don't like it. Yeah. All right, wrap it up. Oh, this week's Sketty on Sports is brought to you by Rocket Detailing. 814-313-4462. Follow them on Facebook and mention us, the Beehive, for 10% off your next detail. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with the things that sting. Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company, servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Checkout means sales and services with two locations on Warren's east side. Their garage at 800 Lexington Avenue not only services cars sold by means, but has knowledgeable staff and modern state-of-the-art equipment waiting to serve their hometown of Warren. Whatever you need, including alignments, tires, brakes, yearly or enhanced PA inspections, oil changes, and much more. Make your appointment today at 814-723-7191, extension 2. now time for the things that sting the worst stories in sports according to joe this edition of the things that sting powered by jones pest control ants spiders bees or mice don't think twice call jones pest control 814-230-9548 you know something i was thinking about on the break it's interesting that we never really discuss nba and i almost always have an nba jersey on that is, that is I true. hate the. I don't I, like the NBA at all. I, but I, have, I, I can't. No. But nineties well, NBA, I liked. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's just it. Nineties NBA guys were tough. They weren't taking breaks because they had a sore right. back. So, yeah, I, Larry, I, I, Larry Bird I, was just toast for years playing through it. I have like a collect. I probably have like ten. I think NBA jerseys, but they're all guys from the nineties, like Reggie Miller, yep. uh, Muggsy Bogues. This is Chris Mullins. Uh, I, Penny Hardaway, Clarence Weatherspoon. Clarence Weatherspoon. That's, that's a good one. one. Yeah, that's a good one. I I did forget to mention uh, Ben Simmons' hot quote. Like it was earlier this week or this weekend, I guess, where he said that he has a super high IQ and jumping in to play with KD and uh, 
Kyrie is going to be no problem for him. No, no issues at all. Any on-court chemistry. Super high IQ. He knows how they want to play. Oh. Yep. Having never yeah. played with them before, he just knows? Yeah, he has a super high basketball IQ. Perfect. He must have just be studying game film for the last year and a half. Darren says the only jerseys without sleeves got to show them off. <laughs> All right. So we're about to get into Tyson, right? But before we do, so we're about to get into Tyson's airplane thing. There was a, a comment up here. I'm trying to find it because it needs to be shown. Uh, right here. So as we get into this, scarier facial feature. Tyson's face tattoo or Sketty's mustache. I think that we'll, we're going to put that up this week as a Facebook poll and come back. We're going to. People love the stash, man. What's the White House lady definitely, always say? Circle back. We're going to circle back to that. I circle back. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, because I do want to know uh, what people do believe is, is scarier. All right. So Tyson's airplane punch out. Everybody saw the video uh, cautiously supporting Tyson. Cautiously. Yep. Yeah, in viewing it because, uh, what the fuck is that guy thinking? Like, what did did he, he think? He obviously was not thinking. <laughs> so he's younger, right? Can we can we ballpark yep. his age? Uh, you're it's your job. You tell me. What do you think? How's it my job? You're a police officer, right? You're supposed to be able to be like, you know, hey, oh. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna say he's like 20 to 25 years old. That's that's what I was thinking. Early early 20s. So clearly, like, didn't get the memo that you know in real life. <laughs> yeah. In real life, if you talk shit to somebody who's like not you know at a bar when you're being held back by your you know everybody's yeah nobody wants to fight like they don't want to fight. But then yeah, as soon as their buddies start good. holding as soon as the buddies start holding them back, then they get more aggressive. You know, like yep. oh, let me at them. Let me at them. Well, you yep. just had a chance. It's like at work when we get somebody handcuffed. Oh yeah. And yep. then they want to fight us all of a sudden. Take these cuffs off yep. me. Well, we just why, why the fuck would we do that? We just got them on you. You could have fought us, you could have fought us then. But that's how they are. You know, that's how people yep. do it. It's you know, they're fine. You get them handcuffed. Then they want to fight you. It's the same thing like at a bar. Two guys bitching back and forth. Friends start separating them. That's when they start reaching over the top, you know, trying to yep. rip a hat off or doing something stupid. It's just it, – yep. it's classic. So I don't know if this guy thought, like, well, he's – there's seats dividing us, so there's no way he can assault me. <laughs> uh, that didn't – He was wrong. Yeah. So – Let's see, Darren. Tyson legally is not justified. Morally is justified. But he's also a dude with a rough past, so people don't really know how to feel about it. Yeah, you're right. He can't legally punch the guy. But did the guy deserve it? Which is what I'm focusing on. I'm, I'm removing the police aspect. It happened out of my jurisdiction, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Way out wherever they even were. Where were they? I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But anyways, airplane. That's my, that's they're on an airplane, but they were like there, right? At their destination. I think that's, yeah. They weren't, I believe they they weren't were, in the air. Yeah. 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 I believe they were on the ground. Okay. So again, 
yeah, legally, yeah, I'm I'm sure he's probably going to get into some sort of trouble for it. This kid will probably sue. Oh, sure, for sure. I would imagine. Uh, and it'd be a shame if a judge sided with him on it, other than maybe medical bills. Uh, because yep. the pain and suffering of listening to him, like, yell all this dumb shit to Mike Tyson, we should all be able to sue him for being a fucking idiot. And Correct. subjecting everybody to his own, you know, demise. Because yeah. it was yep. it was just ridiculous. And, and there was something like he was hollering to him, like, let's go party. You should party with me or my boss or something like that. And then, uh, you know, just sitting there stunned with a cut on his head because he just got his ass beat. Uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, there's a thing called street justice. And in this case, I would say, you know, street justice was served. The kid. Yep, was, I agree. Being a pain in the ass. Tyson is a celebrity. Everybody knows him. Every you know, it, it, not hard to identify. Uh you know giant ass face Right. So uh yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, ca- like I said, cautiously siding with Tyson because the dude fucking deserved it. Leave him alone, you drunk fuck. Like yep. he's not he's just trying yep. to get to where he's going. He didn't, you know, and, and from what I read, they were like, he was cool with them at the beginning, like took a picture, yeah, yep. did something, you know. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, at, the, at that point, leave him alone. You know, if he engages exactly, yep. and, it, and it appears he wants to talk to you more then cool, talk to him more. But if he's once left yep. alone, leave him the fuck alone. It's just not that hard. Yep. Uh, not much on this, but there's more protests every home game now. Uh, they've had something happen. The cool thing about this one, I didn't get the video uh, screen recorded to play on the on the show, but if you get to get a chance to watch the most recent one, so they said they were going to ramp up security. Apparently, yep. they they hired some fucking ninjas because this security guard is sitting about five feet from this woman. She's in the second row, and she made it through the first row and just past the the uh court side out of bounds line and is just swallowed up <laughs> and then like limp drug off the court so it's, it's it's probably the best video of all of them that have happened so far also i read that that the owner glenn is selling the, his portion of the team at the end of the season anyways like it's already been planned so it's like uh, I don't know. His, his going away protest because they're probably never going to have an opportunity to to get this much coverage. But the thing is, is they aren't help. Like it's just not helping their cause, to my knowledge. Is it bringing awareness that they exist? Sure, but it just makes you get more yep. enemies. Like I didn't hate them before because I didn't know who direct action everywhere was. Now I hate them because they're being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like now, right? Exactly. Know, right. I didn't hate them before because yep. I didn't know who they were. Yep. So they're just yep. garnering enemies. It seems like a pretty I, fucking I stupid tactic yep. to me, but what do I know? Uh, Darren, back to uh, Tyson. The dude has clearly never watched The Hangover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he fucked Alan up. He'll, he'll do that to you too. Uh, all right, where are we at here? Uh, oh, this is a good one. Kingston, Massachusetts. A family sues Indian Pond Country Club. Uh, for trespass over the continual bombardment of golf balls into their home. And they actually won a permanent judgment injunction 
uh, against the the club for all the golf balls. So they show them the image they show of this husband and wife. They have a bucket with like 700 golf balls in it. Yeah, as I heard, it's 700, yep. Yeah, so three and a half million for damages and mental and emotional suffering with the award total being 4.9 million. They purchased the home in 2017 for $750,000. Important note, the course has been there since 2001. They bought it during the off season of golf. So apparently this is the 15th tee box and they've had shattered windows, damaged siding. They said it sounds like gunshots often scares them. Uh, yeah. Like I, I read the headline. I didn't read that they won. I thought that they were just suing for it. And no, they won. I was kind of thinking, okay, see, like, again, I didn't read that far, but I just, so I glanced at this and I thought, that's stupid. They've got no chance to win because unless they built the golf course after your home was there. Right. You would how think. Do you, how do you win that? Like, you, right. you, that's part of living on the golf course. Like Because I think if you cite mental and emotional suffering now, everybody automatically feels like they need to cater to you. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like how, like you bought the golf, you bought the house on the golf course. You, if the golf course was there and you purchased the house, like, sorry, that's your own. Like if I go buy a house down by the train tracks, can I sue the railroad company and say, Oh, this is fucking annoying as shit, man. I, I I can't sleep at night. Right. Like, am I going to get a payday for that? Like, that's just ridiculous to me. Uh, I I will say they tell you like, so when we golf out in Arizona, we're uh we're usually in these like little developments so like there are houses you know like we've hit balls like two streets over before <laughs> just hope that, hope you don't hear any shattering when you hit a bad one out there um but they like they make a big deal the courses do about not going into people's yards like it's you're not supposed to go in right. where you can to get people's golf balls so like that i kind of get but again how are you going to police that Build well i mean the, like that house on uh what would that be 13 at blueberry they have signs up that say like no carts in our yard please like they don't care and they also have trail cams all over the place yeah but but like you can go in and find your ball but like don't drive your cart in their yard so they're at least like kind of understanding uh but like i just i'm i'm just puzzled that you would purchase this house and maybe not ask any questions about you know, the issues with golf balls, because I'm sure that would be disclosed in some way or another. And then the other thing, think, yeah. they they people were like, why don't you move? And they said, yeah, well, because we don't want to subject another family to this. <laughs> I, I just uh, it, uh, so they the world, man. And then there, there's conflicting <laughs> reports between the country club's attorney and the family family saying, Hey, we reached out to try and come to a resolution before we sued them. And they stopped talking to us. And the attorney said, no, that's not how it went at all. But he didn't get into details either. Uh, But just seems kind of fucking crazy to me that those people are now millionaires, which they bought a $750,000 house. So probably not hurting for money to begin with. Yeah. If you buy, so most of the houses and communities like that, if you're on the golf course, or at least in Arizona anyway, uh, the houses out there in the community my old man's got a place in, like you pay extra to be on the golf course. Like they only right. have whatever. It's like three or four different models of homes in this development. If it's on the golf course, it's I like I wouldn't even know anymore because it's been so many years since he bought the house. But it was like 
a significant amount of money increase to be on the golf course. Even though it's the same house, it you know stock just ton ton of thousands and thousands of dollars more to be on the golf course because you kind of get the scenic stuff to it. So it's like you you know what you're paying for. Yeah, I... <laughs> they're about to be the Christian Kirk of homeowners suing country clubs. That's exactly right. Don't deserve the money, but they got it anyways. And uh, yep. Logan says, you think when you see a golf course that there will be golf balls in your yard? Yeah, like you, you, yep. it's just kind of by default. It doesn't really matter yep. where you're, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, whether yep. it's a, a bunch of them from a tee box or whether you're, you know, far enough up that you might catch a piece of somebody's second shot here or there, you, you, you know, who knows? See, but- I've, I've always thought I would never want to live on the golf course like that. Like, okay, it'd be cool. Like you sneak out. It's about dusk. You go out there, a little couple beers in you. You maybe play the hole you're living on. Okay, a little fun. But, like, what if I want to sit out back and listen to tunes and drink beer all day long? Like, can't do it because I'm on the golf course. Got to keep the music down a little bit, you know? Like, you know there would be a problem if they were out there blasting music and right. having a party, causing a ruckus. You know somebody would say, hey, you know, can't can't be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, uh, I, it's I guess there's some interesting points both ways there. All right. The rundown. Uh, five stories. Six, because I forgot to type one, but I'm just going to talk about it anyway. So we'll start with that one so I don't forget. Uh, Yankees fans throwing trash on the field. Keep in mind, my oath to not make fun of the Yankees is their organization only. Is that correct? I can still trash their fans. I mean, I think that you should get a special exemption for this because it's nothing the Yankees did. It was, it was some assholes in the crowd. Here, you don't know that it was Yankees fans. Maybe there were some Red Sox fans there. We can pretend. Whoever the fans were, that's who you can attack. Well, how about you speak for me on this one then? You saw the video, oh, right? Yeah, pure pure classless move. Pure classless move. Hats off to, I believe it was Stanton and Judge went out yeah. there and kind of like, went like this. And, yeah, down. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but just what a classless move by like a bunch of drunk idiots. Like, one reason maybe we should think about not having the alcohol at sporting events is because clowns do clown shit. Like, it, bad luck, bad luck for everyone. Agreed. North Central Ju- uh, Junior College. Josh Phillips hits a bomb. Uh, hits a home run. He's tackled by Weatherford pitcher Owen Woodward. So everybody saw this. This was flying around everywhere dude hits a dinger he's rounding third base pitcher sprints off the mound and just spear tackles him uh, i did not see this you didn't no oh man this is a that. good one yeah so he got kicked off the team uh and i i didn't look but they were talking about expulsion as well so like he's probably yeah. out of the school uh but i did see he's definitely kicked off the team that's uh owen woodward yeah he just sprints off the mound and smokes this guy around in third base junior college that could be a guy maybe i could try and track down maybe we could get him on to talk about it yeah that'd be fun that'd be good i'm gonna look into that i'm gonna try and stock these two a little bit in the legal way that is uh oakland a's on the same night their triple triple a affiliate is playing the triple a affiliate has a crowd of 5,607 people Oakland A's attendance that night, 3,748. Woof. Uh, positive note in all of this, because it sounds like they're trying to move. I don't think... I, don't... I, I heard... 
I think I saw like a meme where it was like you're soon to be Las Vegas Athletics. Yeah, maybe. I don't know uh, what their plan is, but it, it doesn't sound like a commitment is there. I know that the state they're having they've been in talks for stadium uh, rebuilding or yep. a new stadium or whatever for a while now. But anyways, the positive note: the Astros play quite a few games against the A's, and if you watch them on TV. The A's have a section in left field where it's all these just random fans who bring like a snare drum or something, and they just sit there and drum the entire time. No rhythm, no like collectiveness. It's just banging <laughs> on a drum. It's the most fucking annoying thing you will ever hear in your life. You can hear it more when the crowds are smaller, but what I'm hoping is that those are the people who are not coming. So I'll follow <laughs> up with that when the Astros visit Oakland. Uh, I'll be able to say whether it's that way or not. Uh, AB releases a rap album and men- mentions not only his departure, but Tom Brady. It, some of the lyrics include, sorry I ran off the field, I'm booming. Gotta get my money, I'm booming. That is his line, I'm booming. He likes saying that. Business is booming. Okay. He's, everything's always booming. Uh, the Tom Brady one, he says, put that shit on. Walk out your bitch life like I walked off the field or something. A.B., why you make the goat retire? What's your deal or something? So he said, hot he weird. Think, hot. Eminem, watch out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe he can perform at next year's Super Bowl. <laughs> Funny part is he, he re- records this album, it comes out, and then Brady's back in the league. Something A.B. Yep. will probably <laughs> never have happened to him. White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson suspended one game. He made three errors in one inning. Uh, and then uh, a Cleveland fan starts heckling from the, the crowd. He flips him off. I'm going same same style with Kyrie Irving. I support it. You should be able to flip off a fan. I don't see the big deal. Fans say way, way worse shit. This is the gesture versus actual words. Support Tim yeah, Anderson. I, I know, I know I mean, you, you're still high road guy because they're professionals. I'm past that. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, in the 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 league suspended him, team suspended him because he is a representative of the organization. Sure, you got to be able to deal with that. But like, the league should just look by that and just say, "Listen, if you're going to heckle, this is what yeah. you got coming to you." If you get it, yeah, you. you get it back. If nope, your feelings yeah. get hurt, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, it's nope, tough shit. yeah, yeah. I just it's it's probably more for the kids than anything. Like I'm guessing that's who they're trying to protect the young. For sure, who, yeah. You know, and plus I've been to some games in Cleveland. It's yeah, their, their fans are well worth flipping off. They're a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number five, last one. Red Wings Zamboni driver Al Sabatka is fired after 51 years with the team for urinating in a drain that carries the ice runoff because he couldn't get to a restroom in time. Nobody's at the arena. This was not during a game. Yeah. This was he was out doing his job, had to piss, couldn't make the. He's 61. Couldn't make the or yeah. no, hey, you gotta go. You no, gotta 68. Go. He's sixty-eight years old. Couldn't make it to the bathroom. Pisses in a drain. Doesn't affect anything. Doesn't do anything. Uh, somebody sees him, reports him. They fire him. He is filing a wrongful termination lawsuit because he thinks it's because of how old he is. Age discrimination. Yep. So yep. we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, no one in the building, and the guy takes takes a piss. I just don't see what the big deal is. Yeah. It's not like if it's a if it's like 
an entire section of fans could see him or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Then uh, maybe you know, then maybe I would understand a little bit more. But uh, Darren says A's fans are stating it's a protest against ownership. That's correct. Yeah, somebody uh, said don't come to the games. I actually, I'm going to look into that because it's either ownership or the city. One of the two released a statement saying don't come. If they don't want to deal with the stadium stuff, then don't come to the games. And, and the A's fans are obliging. But uh, yeah, so that's it for the things that sting. As far as I know, I think that's it on my list. So we're going to yeah. take a quick break. Be back with our draft stuff. Going to announce the contest as soon as we get back from the break. It's going to be the first thing we do, show off some of the prizes and uh, get the rules laid out for that and then do our own little mock. Take a break. Be right back. Blue Line Auto, located at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue, East in Warren, is locally owned and operated and is a family-run business specializing in vehicle sales and service. They offer state and safety inspections and general car repairs, including but not limited to brakes and rotors, tires, oil changes, batteries, starters, and alternators. They also offer vehicle undercoating prior to winter to help keep your vehicle protected. Currently, their hours are Monday through Wednesday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Thursday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call them today to schedule your next appointment at 814-230-9061. Your safety is their goal. Hi, this is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Ryan. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. My high, Joe and Sketty's very own world of sports. My hive is presented by Blue Line Auto. For all your automotive needs, call Blue Line Auto at 814-230-9061 or stop in at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue, Easton Warren. Alright. So first things first, the contest. So we're gonna do an NFL draft contest, we had to make it as simple as possible because it's just too hard to track, especially with, in this uh, particular contest. We couldn't go too many picks. So what we're going to do, tonight after the show, I'm going to create a post on the Facebook page. It's going to be posted on there, on Twitter, and on Instagram. What you need to do is first tag somebody in the post who you think might participate and following that send a message to the page, whether even the Twitter, the Instagram, whatever, do not put it in the comments. It will not count. If your picks are in the comments, you have to send a message to the page with your top five picks in order. So pick one, pick two, pick three, pick four, pick five, 
who you think is going to go in the top five. You get one point for every player you get correct. Also with that, for the tiebreaker, we need the total number of first round trades that you predict. If there's none, you know, you don't think there'll be any zero, obviously, and so forth. One, two, three, however many you think there's going to be. If you get your pick in or you send your picks in with your tiebreaker number and a trade happens pre uh, draft. So say like Sketty brought this up, say tonight you submit your picks or tomorrow you submit your picks. And then on Wednesday, a first round trade happens. That does not count towards your, your total. It's during the draft. How many during the draft trade up, move back, nothing before that counts. Okay. So that is only trades that happen. So you need your five picks, what players doesn't have to, you don't have to mention the team. You just put what players you think are going in order and then add a number to it. That is your tiebreaker for your prediction of how many first round picks. So with that said, did I say everything? I think I did, right? Predict the top five players in order, one point per correct answer, provide the total number of first round trades as a tiebreaker, tag a friend in the comments before you send your picks in. So tag a friend, submit your picks. Prizes will be, and this is one size, so if it doesn't fit you, you'll have to give it to somebody else. Bushlight extra large hoodie, a Bushlight hunting backpack. Or a backpack for whatever you want it for, but I guess it's for hunting. And a bushlight folding chair. Fishing, whatever you want to use it for. And on top of that, we're going to throw a t-shirt in, a Beehive Sports Podcast t-shirt, a golf towel, and a Beehive Sports Podcast hat. So lots of good prizes to be had. Bushlight sponsoring the contest. Uh, So tonight, like I said, after the show... At some point tonight, I'll be putting a post up, get your picks in, you know, send them, make sure you message them to the page. Do not put them in the comments. If you, if somebody does, we'll probably just comment to them and say, Hey, we need them sent in message form. Cause you can edit comments. Uh, we have them in messages, then they're locked in. And that way I can yep. screenshot them too, which is my plan is just to screenshot all of them, put them in a folder. So I have them all together and, uh, you know, then during once the first round's complete, we can go through and uh, score everybody. And uh, yeah, so get your picks in. It's going to be a good contest. We had a, about 15, 15 entries into the NCAA bracket, but that one's there's so many of those. There's not yep. a whole lot of, there's not a ton of draft contests, not like there is brackets. So hopefully we get a lot of participation. Uh, tag yeah, a friend. A pretty good you, prize pack. Yeah, it is a good prize pack. And like I said, tag a friend and, uh, you know, get uh, get somebody else in the in the comments tag that you think might participate. So we get the field even bigger. Uh, so that's yep. the goal for for the uh, entire contest. So if you have any questions, reach out to me or Sketty or whatever, and, and uh, we'll be glad to answer them for you. But again, the post will be up tonight. Also, if it comes down to a tie and then a tiebreaker tie, the second tiebreaker is the spinny wheel that we've used in the past. I think we used it for the uh, Napoli's Super Bowl party yeah, pack. Yeah, Napoli's so, one. Yep. Yeah, so we'll be using that again. Uh, all right, so let's get into the draft. And Sketty and I 
mock top five. And uh, Sketty. Oh. Your first pick. Well, we discussed this before the show, and I wasn't really sure how you wanted to do it. So I'm going to give you my picks as I think they're going to happen. And then after you give your answer, I'll tell you who I think they should take in this spot. Yep. My, my GM, what I would do if I was them. But Skitty, I think Skitty, GM. Pick, Skitty on GMs. Skitty, GMs. Skitty on GMs, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, and I can't believe that this is who they would take, but odds-on favorite right now is uh, Trevon Walker, Edge from Georgia. I, I just – I don't love it, but he's been rising up draft boards, shooting up here, you know, since the combine. Uh, you know, And I think it's fine. Jacksonville has a lot of needs. You can't really go long, wrong with an edge rusher if you – think that he's the best one uh then take him but not what i would do all right yeah and i I actually have uh that's who i have too obviously the odds on favorite but i do (laughs) think i think his uh build and i I just like his athleticism more than aiden hutchinson so i think that's part of why aiden slips uh yeah but he didn't he didn't play he didn't play outside he didn't play edge a lot in college hutchinson and uh Thibodeau both had more snaps at, at edge than he did. So we'll see again. I don't think they're picking the right position. Um, but I would, I would honestly, if I was, if I was the Jags, I'd be looking at like Evan Neal or the, what's the other guy? Ike Mukwano. Yeah. Aquanu. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be looking at one of the tackles because, you know, you just drafted Trevor Lawrence. You already got Josh Allen, you know, so you have an edge threat. Get 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 your uh, rookie quarterback or second year quarterback some protection. Yeah, and they just got all those weapons for Lawrence too. So keeping him on his yeah. feet is extremely important. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so I I would go tackle if it's me. But pick number two. Who you uh, got the Lions actually, taking? This actually is who I would take if I were them too. So I'm only going to give it to you once. But uh, Aiden Hutchinson. So I have kid, also keeping at home. Keep in uh, mind. Keep says, in mind. Sorry to interrupt you, but everybody needs to know we didn't compare top fives oh, before yeah. the show. So we're right now we're two for two. Uh, I have Aiden <clears throat> Hutchinson as well, but go ahead. Um, you know, Detroit, you got Goff there. Not that I, I don't know that Goff is the future, but he's still, you know, whatever. Late 20s. Yeah. I don't think any of the quarterbacks in this draft look like home runs to me. At, at number two, I can't see, I would never take a quarterback there. I love taking edge rushers. I love taking tackles early um, just because those are the positions that you need. Yes, you still got to hit on your pick, and you got to hope that Hutchinson pans out, but uh, it's the right position. That's how you build a team. You know, I think he's just a Dan Campbell guy, it seems like to me. So, yeah, I would go Hutchinson, and I think that's who they're going to go is Hutchinson. All right, so we're on uh, pick three, Texans. This one, again, the Texans are so freaking bad. I was, this is where I really started hemming and hawing about who I think is going to go. Um, I honestly think it's going to be Evan Neal. Uh, Tunsil's only got, like, this year, and then they have an out after this year. Um, if he's there in 2023, he's going to make a ton, ton of money. So this kind of gives you a bookend at uh, tackles for right now. And if you want to let Tunsil walk next year, you can do it. you got a young guy to replace him. Um but yeah, I, I have them. I think they're going to take Evan Neal. Not what I would do, but we'll we'll hear your 
third pick. I, got, for- I have a Quanu going to the Texans, and reason being, uh, going back to the quarterback thing, they're they're in the market for a quarterback. Davis Mills, you know, I don't think is projected to yep. be their guy long term, yep. uh, but there isn't a quarterback worth taking this high uh, by a yep. team who's in their position, their particular position. Uh, Yep. And I, I just don't think that they're going to reach. I think some teams will, and I'll get to that at pick five. But uh, I don't think the Texans will reach. I think that they're content with Davis Mills right now, and they're going to say, "Okay, we're you know we we do need to let's get our foundation in place, and we'll look for a quarterback later yep. on." Yeah, right. I agree. Again, that's why I had Neil instead of Aquanu. But if I was them, I would go Thibodeau. I, I would rather have the edge threat at this point because the offense isn't really together. Get yourself a young stuff. I like Thibodeau. I I thought he would be the number one pick, but for whatever reason, he's fallen down draft boards. Uh, I think that from, would be a huge grab. From by what Houston, I understand, so. it's more his attitude is what's making him slip yeah, more than anything. People, yeah, some people are saying it's cocky, but you're hearing a lot of reports that say, "Forget all that. He's just confident. He knows what he can do. He knows what right. he's going to do." Yeah. You know. So, but that's that's who I I would take if I was picking. Pick three or oh, four. Never mind. <laughs> Pick four. Pick, pick four. I had to, I actually swapped this. I think the Jets will end up taking Thibodeau. Okay. Um, you know, they've already got Mackay Becton. They put a lot into the line the last few years, so it would make sense to maybe go, you know, with – if one of the tackles was still there, you could sure that line up for a lot of years, and that would really help Wilson out. But I think you got to help the defense at some point in time, and I think Thibodeau being there, you know, he was the best talent in this draft you know, up until the combine, maybe midway through the year. So I, I think you got to go with him. All right. And uh, number four, I have Sauce Gardner going. Since he defensive back, I have him going to the Jets. That's another position that they need help on. This yep. uh, draft has a good amount of talent at that position. Uh, I think the defensive backs will start flying off the board a lot earlier than people think in this first round. And uh, that's who, so that's who I have uh, the Jets grabbing him. Uh, out the gate at number yeah. four. I, I kind of I considered that for the so for my own personal. What I would do is I would take Walker because he's still on the board there. Um, but I thought about going cornerback. I, you know, Sauce made sense, but I think Stingley's going to fall a little bit. You know, I, I think there's other guys to be had because they pick again at ten. That's right. the only reason I said you get your premier get your premier talent now. Wait till ten, you get Stingley maybe, and yeah. he might be the best corner in this draft. So. Yep. All right, last but not least, number five. Uh, so in my mock, he's not gone yet, but I think this would be uh, Iquanu for the for the Giants. Uh, Dable's there, uh, you know, the offensive guy. I really think that, uh, you know, they need to shore that line up a little bit, maybe, maybe help Danny Dimes out, stay upright. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that you take the tackle here. I think it's a Dable move again. They pick at seven, so you can get a corner. You can get someone else. This would be the last of the good linemen there. That's who I. That's who they should take. All right, so I got a little uh, creative with this one, and I have the Giants trading back. They hold the, I think, okay. the seventh pick also. Yep. Fifth yep. and seventh. Actually, I'm getting the draft order up right now. But uh, Yeah, they, they did seventh, and then the Panthers are sixth. Yes, okay. So here's my train of thought here with uh, the Giants. Joe Schoen's taking over as GM. 
Mm-hmm. He has got all his uh, experience and learning under Brandon Bean. One of the things Brandon Bean did when he went to Buffalo was cleaned house of all the shit contracts that Doug Whaley signed and literally traded out of the spot where Patrick Mahomes was taken and took Tredavious yep. White later on in the first round. Yep. Uh, yep. So what I think the Giants are going to look at here, because what, what I think that uh, Dable wants in New York is their long-term answer at quarterback, the guy who he can have and mold and do what he wants with. He's not and, – and Dable's smart enough to know you're not finding that in this draft. I don't think that it's going to be yep. there for any of these guys. Uh, yep. But there are teams who are in desperate, desperation mode. Not only that, but the league has formed everybody to you got to go get your star power young quarterback. You have to, you know, uh, look at the draft in 2018 that Allen was in when you have Allen, Lamar, Baker, Darnold, you know, that was a big draft. People were moving around to get picks. Uh, that's what Buffalo did, trade it up. But what they did in prior years to have that ammunition to move up later was they moved back in the first round. So I could yep. see Joe Schoen moving back for one of those teams who wants to reach for Coral or uh, Malik Willis is a big one that a lot of people are, are saying. He's not even ranked in, in most of the QB rankings. He's not uh, but but as high as number four. But there's still something about him. He's climbing in draft stock in a lot of places. But it, it, off pure ability, he's like the fourth-ranked quarterback. But these teams love him. So yep. uh, this could be a position where somebody moves up for that to reach for a quarterback, which I think is a terrible idea, but I could see it happening. Yep. Uh, or somebody who really liked Thibodeau sees that he's available at five, and they're like, holy fuck, he fell that far. Yep. We got to go get our guy. Uh, yep. You know, so that's a position where I could just see Joe Schoen taking a page out of Brandon Bean's book and saying, let's stockpile some picks for next year and the, and the year following. And then that way, when, when that quarterback's available that we ha- want, the, the guy who we know is our guy, we can move right on up to wherever we need to to grab him. They're going to have the ammunition to do it. Uh, also with that, I don't think that Dable – is convinced that Danny Dimes can't actually pan out at this point because even uh, Giants owners and and leadership in that organization have come out and said, despite how long he's been in the league, the kid hasn't had a fair shake because he's just had shitbag coaches who who use him poorly and they don't capitalize on his strengths. He's a lot more athletic than people give him credit for. Uh, He's, he's fast. Decent size. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say he's like Josh Allen uh, build, but he's tall, athletic, you know, decent arm. Uh, I just don't think that Dable's ready to go high on a quarterback, especially this one, this draft of him. I don't think that he's ready to do that for uh, the unknowns that follow all these quarterbacks coming in, as well as you still having (laughs) Jones on the roster. So, so who's your pick? You just said they're going to trade out. Who's going to pick it? I, I said I just put a quarterback or Thibodeau is who a I have. Quarterback or Thibodeau is your pick. Yeah, so I think that you, they you move up. Commit. I didn't commit. No, but we're not doing this for anything other than conversation. Yeah, yeah. There's no turn like points on the line for so, us or anything. But yeah. I, I could just see the Giants in that spot saying, "Hey, we're good," you know, because we still have another pick at seven. Like we can still get. I, 
here's where I I don't want to say I totally disagree with you. Um, I really don't think we're going to see any trades into the top five this year. Unless, man, it would just be hard for me to, I, like, I can't see somebody liking Malik Willis or one of these quarterbacks enough to come up to get him. Yeah. And I don't think if, if Thibodeau's there, like, it just to me, it seems like of the five guys we named, at some point in time, all of them have potentially been talked about as being the number one overall pick. Right. The five teams in the top, you know, and it's that are picking first, the top five teams are all so bad. I don't really see a situation where any of them makes a move. Like you're going to get a quality player in that top five. And I think it kind of drops off a little bit after that. Um, I just don't know that they're going to get a sweetheart deal to come up unless somebody's afraid that Carolina is going to take Malik Willis and they're just like, you know, I think it's going to be Malik Willis. I can't see anybody trading up to like five to get Corral to get in front of the Panthers. Right. It just doesn't make, yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Now I could see, the Giants making their pick here. Like again, Thibodeau's on the board. If I'm the Giants, it's a no brainer taking Thibodeau. And then, you know, maybe Carolina takes a quarterback. Maybe they don't. Uh, if they do, maybe someone wants to move up to seven to get, you know, to beat the run at. Maybe you could move that seven pick back or the Jets can move 10 for one of these guys coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just possible. Think- I just, uh, with the Giants, for me, it's, I, I think that. They're going to stock. I think that they're going to want to stockpile. Well, but what I, I agree with that, but I think they're more likely to, if I were them anyway, if one of these five guys that we've talked about, cause I don't think we had anyone else in our top five. It's not like sauce Gardner was one that you, you had in there. Yep. Who did you not have in the top five? Your other offensive lineman. You didn't have Evan Neal in there. Really? No. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what, you know, it, it, that's been all over the board too. Which one's better. Right. Yeah. I've actually seen, I've actually seen uh, what's the guy's name? Is it Chris Cross? The guy's name's Cross from Mississippi State. The other tackle, jump. jump. I've seen I've I've seen him. Yeah, good good reference. <laughs> uh, I've seen him mock to the Panthers at six. So like to me, I just think I would take if there's one of those studs, and even Gardner. Man, it, it would be awful hard if you're the Giants and you can get Thibodeau and Sauce Gardner. At, yeah. at, you know, at five and seven, like yeah. But the thing is, you're, I, I you're know looking, trading back and getting picks is great, but holy shit, that's a hell. You of have to keep. To it, have. You have to keep in mind that you have a a very very offensive minded head coach running the show there now. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's that's the only thing. That's why I went with. Uh, I think I swapped it around and I had him taking the quantity. I think that's you know a table move. Sure up the line. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I, it's going to be. I told you when we were going to do this, I wasn't really sure. This top five could be all over the place. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the participation and what people put in, like all the different variations of what it could be. Because, I mean, you just never know. It wasn't until draft day uh, in 2018 that we found that the Browns were actually higher on Baker than they were on Darnold. Oh, oh, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that was, you know, because that was, that was everybody's pick. Everybody, everybody thought, Darnold was going to Cleveland. There wasn't one person yep. who they might have hoped otherwise, but everybody thought yep. they're probably taking Darnold. Well, and then what, that morning, that morning it comes out. Uh, no, <laughs> sounds like they really love yeah. Baker. That's what makes me think that this Walker kid is going number one because the odds all changed. Ben Hutchinson has been the favorite. Vegas changed it this morning to Walker. 
So somebody knows something there. You know, yeah. I, I feel anyway that, you know, somebody has leaked something. So you don't know. It's just going to be absolutely nuts, I think. It, I actually read the Jags before we went on. I can't remember how this goes, but the owner, or maybe it's the GM wants Walker, Peterson wants Aquanu, and ownership wants Hutchinson. So there's like every, the place is totally divided. Yeah, so I'm looking at uh, just some of the comments too. We want to touch on oh, some yeah. of those. Some of those is talking points. Uh, I mean, so the Raider, couple of Raider fans chime in, and uh, one says, uh, "Our pick is Devonte Adams," <laughs> which is true. I mean, when the yep, when the Vikings yep. picked Jefferson, the Bills got, you know, yep. They got Stefan Diggs. So yeah, that's the way way it rolls. Uh Dwight and other Raider fans hoping that uh Luke Godiki offensive tackle falls that far, but that to him sounded like it was gonna be a stretch. Uh Josh Madigan wants Perry on Winfrey for the Browns at pick forty four, because that'll be their first pick of the draft. That'd be good. Uh that'd, that'd be a good Scott pick, Baker, who's a Cowboys fan, wants Tyler Lindenbaum at twenty four. Uh, Ron said, damn it, I'm working. Obviously he wanted to put some thought into this. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, Matt Hopkins, who's an Eagles guy says, you know, obviously it would depend on who's taking, taken earlier than expected versus who slides. Uh, but the Eagles have two picks. So if he's, he's the GM, he'd go Lindenbaum at 18 and then would either go uh, linebacker Dean or Lloyd or if wide receiver London slides, slides that far, uh, him or Burks. So got some Eagles fans chiming in too, uh, you know, and it is a tough thing to do. I know we posed a pretty difficult question, yeah, uh, because you know you don't know who's well, going to be who's going to be taken, you know, it, in that realm. Not not many fans of uh, the Jags, Lions, Texans, you know, maybe right. Jets and Giants fans. Well, you remember the fan rant? We were trying to find fans yeah. of those teams. It wasn't the easiest yeah. thing in the world. Uh, yeah. But well, what about what about you? What are the Bills picked? So this is actually an interesting conversation because I had, uh, well, my my personal opinion is that they're going to go defensive back, but there's also a lot of talk about Brees Hall and if he's available. Yeah. And then there was hints in, uh, and I, okay, so this isn't who I want. This is just who I'm saying is rumored. Uh, right. Then there was, if, if you watch, uh, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott's press conferences that they just had during uh, OTAs there, it was, it seemed like they have something up their sleeve as far as moving up. Uh, I don't know how far I I wouldn't think to top five or anything like that. Yeah. But but it sounds like they have a, a a guy in mind and actually Bean Bean came out and said, uh, you know, we have X amount of guys on our draft board for round one. If none of them are there, we'll bounce. Like they'll they'll move out of twenty five and, and, and trade back. Yeah, so yeah, uh, it's hard to tell. the The thing that I was thinking about, and this is not to sound like Homer fan comment, but it's just the truth. If you look at the Bills roster, it's not going to be if they have seven picks, it's not going to be an easy roster for three of those guys to make. Uh, they're pretty no, deep. They're, they're pretty deep in most areas, and I think defensive back is where they're the uh, you know have the least depth. 
Um, yep. Running back, obviously running back's always a question mark with them, but Singletary started coming around from like week 12 through the playoffs. Singletary played really well. Uh, whether that's something yeah. he can pull off for an entire season is yet to be seen. So, but with that said, I think that you can replace, uh, you know, that running back in the yeah, third you get a guy round. You don't need, yeah. I mean, at least at 25, if you take Hall, like you're not in the danger zone of like that's an okay range to take a running back. Yeah. If you're going to do it. But again, I, I still just don't love first round running backs. I don't know. I'm yeah. Just, I, agree. I, I mean, always, I agree. I, I still am in that mindset that they're a dime a dozen. And actually, uh, yeah. I had Central Court the other day and, uh, Rob Green, the district attorney, I'm talking with him. We always talk football whenever I go down there. Yep. And uh, Rob was adamant that the Bills need a running back. They should be taking a running back yep. in the first round. And and he disagrees with my point that uh, running backs are a dime a dozen. He said, you know, that's a that's what you need. You need a good running back. And I, and I just disagree with that point. I always have had the stance where getting them too high. And, and something that I looked at, was the top 10 running backs in the NFL. I did all this while we were sitting there talking. Uh, top 10 running backs in the NFL, only two of the top 10 were in the playoffs. Uh, oh, yeah. Now go, yeah, yeah. go to yeah. wide receiver, top 10 wide receivers in the NFL, seven of the top 10 were in the playoffs. That's not to say that they uh, – actually, it is to say. I, 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 would, I would say that if I'm looking for a receiver – I'm more likely to take one of those much higher than I am a running back because I just think you yeah, can get I the mean, same effectiveness out of uh, running backs later on that you can out of these flashy names that were great in college. You're, uh, you're talking to, you're talking to a 49ers fan who like, um, shit. I can't even think of it. Trey Sermon's the highest drafted running back we've had in the last like four years. And he couldn't see the field. Like right. it's literally been undrafted guys and right. Elijah yeah. Mitchell, a sixth round pick. Like that's, who's been our running backs and been one of the better rushing teams in the league. Like do it by committee. You get fine guys that can play. Yeah. I, I think, I think you're right. I, I don't like getting, now I've always said it'd be nice to see what like an actual stud can do in that. offense. like, we're getting these guys that no one wants to even draft. Imagine what a good guy could do. And, we see Trey Sermon can't even see the field. It's a, it's a pass heavy <laughs> league. It, running yeah. backs are primarily yeah. used for balance anymore. And that's it. Yep. You know, you, you want one who yep. can catch out of the backfield and can provide you a, a small spark to the running game to keep the defense off balance uh, so that you can pass all the fuck over them, you know, because if the, the minute they yep. start committing to one, you burn them with the other. I mean, that's just yep. the way the league's offensive offenses have moved. To me, that's what it seems like you're, yep. you know, you're looking at, and it's just the way it is now. Um, you know, the times of smash and dash type dual set backs. You know, you look at like Chris Johnson and Lindell White when they were huge with the, you know, the co- by committee smash and dash kind of thing. Like for big yep. big yardage games, the, that that doesn't happen anymore. They're both used situationally. Uh, the fast guy to create the spark. The, smash guy to get you the short yardage first downs and that's pretty much it like it's just doesn't... i think it's now just it's, you just got to keep guys fresh like you can't just wear defenses down one guy anymore you got to think well, and that, and, you know there's not many derrick henry's in the league you know right and and that's why i think too like about the quarterback situation although uh coral and kenny pickett and uh malik willis they aren't sexy picks like the 2018 which is probably the last really really I'm not going to say yeah. really good draft because I think 
Allen yeah. is the best out of that class. Lamar would probably be second. Uh, you know, it, 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 yeah. it was hyped yeah. to be year, a fantastic quarterback class. How it's played out, obviously. Before, Go ahead. I would say the year before. The year before is probably almost better. Uh, my, my point is, my point is, is that the the like buzz in the league right now is you want that really good young quarterback. That's what everybody's after. Yep. That's the hot commodity. Yep. Uh, not to say it hasn't always been chased the good young quarterbacks, but it just seems now more than ever, like people are going to try and polish a piece of shit because they need yep. to get to that. That's what you need to get into the conversation with the Burroughs and the Mahomes and the Allens and the, you know, yep. Uh, Trey Lance coming up, you know, like all these yeah, guys. Just just watch the Niners unload for it and hope that. Which that there's another reason I've heard that maybe Debo's upset. He doesn't think Trey Lance has it. Another another one for the rumor mill. Well, that would be that would be like a great conversation for you and Debo to have because you could just salivate over how great Jimmy G is. Well, yeah, he loves him, but <laughs> no, I, I mean, I I get it. You know, it's a, like. The Niners don't pick until 61 this year unless something crazy happens in the next whatever, right. three days. But you, but you see my point you know, about the quarterback you thing. Get, like, you go to get the quarterback. Yeah. That's why I think there will be some teams who reach for these guys regardless. Uh, and, that's my, and, and maybe make a mistake. Maybe it, pl- maybe it pans out. You never fucking know. That's the thing about the yeah. draft that's great I, is we can sit here and say Kenny Pickett's trash. If you reach for Kenny Pickett, you're an idiot. Yep. And then he could go in and, and you know, become exactly. the next yeah, Burrow, you know become the next Allen, the yeah. guy who, you know, the, the new young guy in the league that everybody has their eye on. It's just, you just never I, fucking know. But I, I was honestly going to say, and I thought about it hard, I think there's an outside chance the Giants might just take Willis right at five and say, it's, Fuck it's it, possible. Guy. It, it is possible. I, I, I mean, Dable, it would, crazy him. shit always happens. Dable yep. likes strong-armed mobile quarterbacks, as displayed with Josh Allen. Yep. If you have a strong arm yep. and you can run, Dable will maximize yep. your your talents. It, it, he that, he's that's a, what I'm saying. I think there's, I wouldn't say good chance, but it would not surprise if it happened. I would not be like, oh my god, I never saw that coming. Right? Yeah. Same here. Exactly. Yeah. It would not, nothing would shock me really at this point. I think. Yep, exactly. I think, yep. I think this this draft's just so fucked that the shock factor can't even set in. Like, exactly. Yep. yep. Example: Baker Darnold. the The morning that came out, and they said that Baker was their guy, not Darnold. That was shock factor for me because I was like, yep. "What?" Like all all this time, we all everybody was under the impression that yeah, Darnold's going to Cleveland. Darnold's going to be a Brown. There's no doubt yep. about it. Uh, but yeah, yep. it's just crazy. So I think that wraps up this week. You got anything else you need to add or talk about or nope. complain, gripe, anything? No, nope, I got all my griping out. You did. Uh, you know, I'll give you kudos. You kept a, a good level of energy after the Debo thing. I thought you were going to go downhill. I'm going to sleep good. I'm going to sleep good tonight. <laughs> you are going to sleep good tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, everybody, remember that the audio uh, is uploaded. If you choose not to watch the entire show, if you think that's too difficult, you can just listen. Uh, it's available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon, anywhere you you can really think to find the audio, just search the BI sports podcast. Uh, the episodes are typically up a few hours, uh, post show. Keep in mind the, uh, draft contest will be posted at some point tonight. If not, maybe early tomorrow morning. Uh, I should get to it tonight though. 
Uh, I want to thank the sponsors, Swing Juice, Bush Light, Your Daily Local, Rocket Detailing, JP Photography, Mean Sales and Service, Jones Pest Control, Me, Myself, and Rye Podcast, and the Blue Line Auto. Uh, the Blue Line Auto? It's just Blue Line Auto. The Blue Line Auto. The yeah, Blue Line Auto. We're doing good tonight. <laughs> we are. No, no blues. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're trying not to be I too didn't... serious or... Yeah, it's better than serious here. You're doing good. <laughs> we don't doing well. Keeping this show legit. We ain't trying to be too serious, sir. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, chiming in. Everybody in the comments, we appreciate you. Listeners, uh, you know, keep the show interactive. We appreciate that. Uh, Till next week, take care. Be safe.